0: Welcome back, Wildcats! We are so happy you're joining us today and excited to continue our safety and infection discussion. I'm Dr. Z and I'm with Dr. D. Hey, hey, hey. And we are still in our November episodes with our VIPs for the month, MJ Gibney and Grace Milner.
1: Ooh, welcome back. <laughs>
0: If you forgot, there are two of our fourth semester and graduating nursing students, so we are again excited to have them.
2: Yes, and thank you, Almost Nurses, for taking the time out of your day to put this together. You have to promote these two episodes to your peers now, so no pressure. Yes, do. We're slipping into the holiday season, though. You get ready to graduate. Can you believe it? Is anybody going away for the holidays before we get into this? I leave Such for Hawaii good. tomorrow. I knew you oh. were going somewhere, and that's why we had to do this oh. podcast today. I'm going to work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, <laughs> no, you, you, you travel can more do. than any of us. I'm going to Florida to go see my grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> I just think they want to be fed by
0: DoorDash. Um,
2: anybody else? I'm <laughs> going to
0: Arizona, but not till the end of December.
2: Oh, don't you do that every year?
0: Yes, because it's, it's cold, cold in here. I'll you so, so, <laughs> You'll be in uh,
3: Vegas. Oh. I think. Vegas. I'll be in Vegas if I can get work off in
1: the beginning of December. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, so are we nice trying to food. get work off? What?
3: Yeah. Alright. And then we're going to Cancun together.
1: Mm. We are. And I'm going to Wyoming. <laughs> wow. I'm going in their luggage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I go in yours, <laughs> you go in mine. It's perfect. <laughs> I'm going to get on my Peloton and just be where you're at, Las Vegas that's on the great. street, that's what I'm doing. I'm and going. you
1: guys will be studying, have
2: fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this episode, episode four, we're going to take a, a deeper dive into doning and doffing of PPE, so I'm putting on and taking off that PPE. Wait, what? What's donning? It's putting it on. And we're doffing? Taking it off. All Don't. right. I know, I was. I just,
0: for days I went around
2: going doffing, like there should be like a some kind of royalty to that. So that but before we do that we're going to share for episode four we talked about a medication in episode three we're to, so we're going to talk about a current event and here is my friend Dr. Z um, she sends me this news story via text one morning and so she's going to talk about this current
0: event all right this is a crazy story so there's this doctor in San Diego Dr. Von Lintig and mm-hmm who was charged with involuntary manslaughter in the death of a 24-year-old female inmate who collapsed in front of a nurse mm-hmm. who was also charged in the case. So this physician was on duty in the jail the day the inmate died and could face up to four years if convicted.
2: How was the nurse involved in this? So
0: first, before we get to that, the, the charges that are brought against the physician is that is criminal negligence. Ooh. In this inmates death so charges were filed last November against the nurse also Mm -hmm. who was accused of walking away from the patient or the inmate that collapsed literally in front of her on the cell floor where this patient died what were her charges so I, they're similar. Um, she yeah. could
1: also face up to four
2: years in prison. Right, exactly. So mm-hmm.
0: she's convicted also up to four years in prison. And but,
2: involuntary manslaughter
0: charges. Yep, exactly. And so here's the thing. So <laughs> the patient came to the nurse and said that she had been feeling dizzy and, <laughs> and nauseous. That happened the day before, right? Yes, died. And the next day, the nurse didn't check the patient's vitals and the patient had collapsed and the nurse just left her on the floor
1: Uh uh-oh
0: i can't even understand that for over an hour didn't assess her didn't do vitals didn't do anything just left and then over an hour later they came back to do what they have in the articles, life-saving measures, but futile life-saving well, measures, because at that pay- point the patient was already dead. And so, yeah, there you have it. And um, so, what's the takeaway here? Wow. So
2: they did not adequately assess that inmate's physical and mental health, and because of that, this is the outcome.
0: Yeah, I mean.
2: Wow.
1: I think he goes past not just assessing, but just completely, like,
2: writing them off. I just can't get over the fact that the inmate passes out. I mean, I do watch 60 Days In. I know people fake illnesses and
0: stuff. But she passes out, and you don't even check the vital signs. Right, or to check to make sure that yeah. they're responsive or anything, right? Wow. And in my mind, that that would, truly would be negligence, right? That if you're the nurse on duty... And there's a patient that even appears as though they need right. medical attention. You have to and you actively
3: try to ignore that. I right. understand Man, I understand the charge now. Yeah.
2: Involuntary manslaughter, without a doubt. Uh, wow, remember the Redonda Vought case? And that was a medication error. I'm feeling a little bit different about this case. Yeah. In the I mean,
0: time that they're facing. Exactly. I mean this seems this seems almost deliberate. You know, of course, we don't know all, all the ins and outs and all of the details, but on the surface level, this seems a little bit more deliberate. So my takeaway is assess, 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 right? They're your patient. Yeah. That's total abandonment.
2: And document. And document. And
0: document. 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 You didn't document? it. Yes, not done. They didn't happen. Yeah. Maybe they, the, the nurse did did assess the patient and then walked away, but there's no documentation. Well, that we is we is would like to think it. <laughs> it is not a bad nurse, that she is a good nurse. Yes, right? exactly. All
2: right, well, let's go ahead and switch gears because now we can, that was a great current event though. Uh, Let's get into our NCLEX hack, the doning and doffing of PPE. So first I think we have to start with a little bit of background because I was really surprised about this. We know what PPE does, it protects us as nurses, it protects our patients during their nursing care. Um, The practice of using PPE has evolved and increased with knowledge and the understanding of our pathogens, right? The more we know, then the better that we can protect ourselves. But did you know that the historical use of PPE really started being documented in the '70s? For some reason, I thought it went way back, but I guess not. Yeah. Uh, the CDC's recommendations for the use of gowns and gloves as standard practice was escalated during the HIV outbreak which was in the
0: 80s yeah i mean nobody wore gloves before right. before hiv they like did. and and then everybody wore gloves for everything all the time oh, it was yeah. a little overkill yeah. right and
2: then the importance of ppe was noticed in 2003 with the appearance of that severe acute respiratory syndrome mm-hmm. it was further highlighted with the ebola Remember the Ebola patient that came into Texas? Mm -hmm. We were all watching on TV. That was in 2015. And then you know what happened in 2020. Oh, COVID. No, God, please, no, 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 no. COVID. So now I think we've become almost experts. On the use of PPE, we know all of these things. This is just knowledge, right? But then when you put it into an application NCLEX question, it it can become more complex.
3: Well, you have to know what kind of PPE you need for
0: what kind of precaution you're dealing
2: with. I think that's called clinical judgment. What? What? That's exactly (laughs) what you're going to get asked about on the NCLEX.
0: So it's really important, and this is what we don't think about when we learn about PPE, is that we have to really do a risk assessment of what we might be exposed to in any given situation. So we have to anticipate exposure to blood or body fluids or pathogens um, or respiratory droplets or anything along those lines in order to be able to use the appropriate PPE in the appropriate circumstance.
2: Meaning, if you go in the room and you have standard precautions and you see that they have a wound, let's say they have HIV or um, immune compromise or a contagious disease, then we're gonna change our PPE.
3: Right, and a lot of times it'll say on the door of your patient's room what kind of PPE you need, and it's important to also take the time if you, you know, if they have family members or something to teach them about what PPE
2: is too. That is so important. And we know the CDC established these key guidelines to reinforce safe practices when donating and doffing PPE to prevent self-contamination in healthcare workers. Doning we know, is putting it on. Doffing, we know, is taking it off. But let's talk a little bit more about that. Hand yeah. hygiene,
3: we know, is vital in our roles as nurses. We- Standard
2: precautions for all clients?
3: Right. Yes, standard precautions, uh, unless you're dealing with the AIDS patient and you have to clean with chlorhexidine because they're immunocompromised. But other than that, important. Yes, just soap and water or alcoholic-based hand sanitizers um, between patients. Oh, okay.
2: And
1: this is especially important <laughs> when you're dealing with a patient who has C. diff because you're not going to be willing to use alcohol sanitization, only soap and water because oh, you really got to right. scrub it off. Use that friction
2: yeah how so what is that about rubbing our hands together is there a time limit um
3: wash for at least 15 seconds but up to two minutes and okay, how
0: dirty depending
3: on how dirty your hands are that makes sense after you wash them dry your hands with a clean paper towel before turning off the faucet hand hygiene like we mentioned can also be done just using an alcohol-based you know hand sanitizer an alcohol-based product is recommended after contact with the client when the hands are not visibly soiled or contaminated with blood or body fluids and after the removal of gloves. That makes
0: sense. I mean, that's the kicker with, with the sanitizers, right? Is that they don't actually, they disinfect, but they don't clean. Right. Right. <laughs> and if you can visibly see them dirty, I think I'd want some of the water, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, My
2: I boys would have. My boys are like, i just cleaned, but their hands are all black. I'm lick it real
3: quick. Wipe it on the paint.
2: Wow, so that is hand hygiene. That was actually really good. So just in general standard precautions becomes a little bit different with C. and fades. good to know What about like putting it on and taking off the PPE?
1: Yeah, so when you put it on the first thing you're going to do is hand hygiene before you do anything else Just because everything's already clean. You don't want to be getting it dirty before you go in Um, You're gonna first put on the gown and make sure that it covers your whole body, secure behind your neck and back. And then you're gonna put on a face mask, or respirator, depending on what patient's room you're going into, like we talked about last episode. Um, for a face mask, it's gonna tie uh, at the crown of your head and then also at the bottom of your neck. And so it has ear loops, if they have ear loops, place them around your ears, and then make sure it just fits snugly so you're not getting a lot of particles in.
2: So what you're saying is you have to tie both of your ties of your mask? You
0: do. Oh, wow. <laughs> How,
2: How often you do you see yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, exactly, we're just one place <laughs> tied. But then also
0: with with the wire for mm-hmm. the nose, around the nose, making sure that there's a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolute around your nose yeah. also
1: and then with the respirator you want to make sure you have a fit test just because it is supposed to be a little Trim. more secure um and make sure everything is all the straps are tied securely as well with that and then after the face mask you're going to put on goggles or a face shield goggles worn alone are only to protect your eyes but a face shield one with a face mask needs to go all the way around your face um and then you're going to do gloves at the very end and making sure that the gloves go on top of the gown so there's not any space between
2: the two nice that is a very favorite drag and drop on the NCLEX so the hack for the PPE hack then is up the body hands are last gown mask goggles hands Hands. are last up the body hands are last that was really good What about doffing your PPE, or taking it off? (laughs) Doffing,
3: doffing, so the first thing you're going to do for doffing, according to the CDC, is you're going to remove your gloves, Um, so you need to be aware that your gloves are contaminated, so if your hands become contaminated during the process of you know, removing the gloves, then you immediately need to perform hand hygiene, which we mentioned earlier. That
2: makes so much sense. Perfect, so, yeah.
3: The next thing you're going to do is remove goggles or face shield. Also, again, know that your goggles and or face shield are contaminated. So if your hands become contaminated again, there, there again is a reason to do hand hygiene. Exactly. Next, you're going to remove your gown. Um, same thing.
2: When you remove your gown, though, there's something that you might see on the NCLEX. They want you to know, because are your hands dirty or clean? You've removed your gloves. Clean. So is your gown dirty or clean? Dirty. So how do we grab our gown?
3: Remove the gown away from your neck and shoulders by touching the inside of your gown.
0: Exactly. And note... This may not be what you see in practice. Exactly. Nope. But this is how you're supposed to do it. CDC recommended, yes. Yep.
3: Yeah. yeah, that's, thank you, Dr. Z. And the last thing you're gonna do is remove your mask or respirator. Um, again, it is contaminated. So you're gonna grab the bottom and top ties or elastics of the mask or respirator and move, remove without touching the front of the mask. If the mask has elastic that goes over the ears remove the elastic from your ears and pull away from your face and discard into the appropriate container
2: look with the last thing that we have to do is
3: follow your organization's policy
2: no oh wash your hands
3: oh and wash your hands
2: <laughs> <laughs> that you start off washing your hands in between washing but the very last thing when you're all done we want you to wash your hands with soap or water or use
0: the alcohol-based hand sanitizer after you removed all your dirty pieces And this is why nurses' hands are dried and cracked and chapped. So true. Because we wash and then we wash and then we wash. (laughs) So is there a hack for this, Mindy? Oh, yes. The PPE doffing hack is alphabetical order. So we go gloves, goggles, gown, mask. That's a hack. That's how it all comes off. Well, I think that's it, guys. I think we've identified our hacks. We talked about the very disturbing case uh, in the news with the nurse that walked away from um, her patient. Um, and we had a wonderful rendition of hand hygiene and PPE donning and doffing. Well done, nurses. So we talked about that donning
2: and doffing of the PPE. And we would like to, once again, thank you so much, Grace and MJ, for joining us today. Yes, thank you, thank you. Please stay in touch. Let us know how you're doing. Um, Best of luck to you out there in the real world. Thank you. (laughs) Take care of yourselves. You know what that is all about. So let's go ahead and sign out. Don't be afraid of the water. Don't stay in the shallow end. Just jump on in and take a deeper dive dive in.